Hey, Ryan. Hey, Donna. Guess what month it is. What month is it? It is the best month of the year. Oh, what month is it? It's October. <laughs> I'm you, kitty. You know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? We get to terrify children. <laughs> yeah, like scary kids. Oh, I know. It's the best. I make them cry. Happy anniversary, honey. Happy anniversary. Welcome to Coyote Tales. I'm Donna Shannon. I'm here with my husband, Ryan Shannon. Hello. And yeah, we did get married on Halloween. We got married on Halloween in full costumes, and we had a heck of a party. Yeah, we did. No alcohol. I know. But people did go outside to smoke. I'm sure there was alcohol going on at that party, too. Oh, there probably was. There was a lot of pot outside. There was a lot of pot outside. Mostly from my sister's kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good times, good times. Yeah, good times. <laughs> I'm sure James was toking too. Well, probably. Probably. So anyways, there's so much we could talk about in October. There's so much. I mean, between the movies and haunted houses and candy. And, and I'm going into October overload. I have to slow down. I thought you were about to have an Octobergasm. Octobergasm. October! <laughs> <laughs> So, we've spoken in the past about, like, the real-world ghosts that we have around. Yes. So, if some of y'all want to hear some original ghost stories, you got to go back through and listen to some of our older podcasts, and you can find out how my dead husband tried to get Brian out of the bed. Tried or, to, like, kick you out of bed. Or funky with me, take your bed. <laughs> I don't know. Mike was kind of a funky guy, so... He might have. He might have. He wanted a ghostly threesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me your ectoplasm. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put Slimer to shame. I know. It's like, now we're talking about a real devil's three-way. <laughs> oh, Uh, what, no? No. Well, most of the time he just liked to watch, so. No. <laughs> hey, he's still maybe watching he's today. probably still watching. Yeah, I can, got he's that like, pimple on my he's ass. He's like, I'm watching you. I got you on my radar. Wouldn't it be boo? <laughs> I was wondering, though, like in August when we were fighting and shit, and you kept seeing things in the room. And it would like wake you up and you could see it through your night mask. Yeah. You think Mike was giving you shit? Possibly, yes. Yeah. The good news is we're not fighting now. No, we got over it. Because we're selling the goddamn condo. We're selling the goddamn condo. Yeah. <sighs> so all of you who wanted to purchase our lovely investment property in Lakewood, Colorado, get too fucking late. That's all I got to say about that. Yes. Yeah, that's my it, bad Forrest Gump impersonation. Yeah, but it does fall into the category of horror shows, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's beyond a horror show. That's, yeah, that's, that's. I, I will know. say this, though. So, uh, okay, before we get into our main topics today, which is going to be talking about horror movies, let's talk about the horror show that that property management company was. Oh, they were fucking horrible. They were so bad. I'm not going to say their name on the air. I won't do that because that's unprofessional. I will say that their customer service skills and communication skills 
just even their ability to do their job what they were contracted to do that right there sucked so they you know we tried to rent the condo and it sat empty for three months and their only solution was to keep dropping the price it it was just awful we hardly had any showings and then they didn't go over there very often so we ended up with the power being shut off in the the condo the only way i knew was i was over there because i was getting a quote from a professional painter to get the place painted we put in new carpet but because the stupid power had been shut off for a month in the middle of july the refrigerator went bad and sour and there was something smelling in the fridge so I had to replace the stupid refrigerator, which was $650. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So the reason why that matters is this craptacular, you know, property managers. After after that, you know, we said we're, we're selling the place. They weren't showing it anymore. Well, about a month after that, we get a call from the property manager saying, there was a mistake because the renters who had moved out at the end of may accidentally sent another payment a rent payment it was on their like automatic payments for june and this company didn't pick it up until mid-august that's your fucking job i know and they sent us the distribution so we got paid our money and they keep their portion which is their management fee. Because they're fucking horrible company. Yeah. So I don't have a problem paying for the you know, the management fee was like 141 bucks. Our distribution was 1433 That's our net on what we made on this deal. And so then middle of August, they're like, okay, you need to send us back that money so we can reimburse the people who accidentally paid. But they couldn't pay them. They couldn't pay back the the tenant out of their pockets. They had they were waiting on us to send back the money, which is fucking bullshit. Well, I can understand that. I mean, at least have us return what I I've we got no sent. problem returning the money, but but here's the crazy ass shit. I was on the phone with their the actual property management gal and their accountant, and while I was on the phone with them, they give me three different numbers. They're like, we need twelve seventy five, we need fourteen seventy five, we need fifteen seventy five. I'm like, well, which one is it? I'm not gonna send you a wire until you send me a reconciliation, an actual statement showing exactly what I need to pay you. So they send me an email the next day from the property manager for the twelve seventy five. So I'm like, cool, paid it. Paid the rent back. We paid it back. We were done with them. Yeah. So then in September, they like reach out to me again and they go, we need you to send us some more money so we can reimburse the renters. I'm like, I paid you what you told me to pay you. Fuck you. Yeah. Because we also had $300 in reserve on our account, which was for any maintenance request. So that $300 for June and July, they took their management fee out of that. 
Right. So they took their 141 out and times uh, two, it's 282. Yeah, something like that, right? And they're like going, no, you need to send us another 141 so we can reimburse the renters. We're not sending you your fee. And I'm like, we already paid you the June fee. You didn't charge us an August fee. That's what you said. And then I like log into the account and there shows a $1,600 debit for no goddamn reason on our account. Why was there a debit on our account? Okay, so here's like the worst bullshit I've ever heard from an accountant. So I get her on the phone again because they're still like again. hounding me about this 140 bucks. And I'm like, I keep looking in my account and there's a $1,600 charge here for nothing. It doesn't say anything. It shows us a negative balance of $1,600. Which is illegal, isn't Where it? did that $1,600 come from? And she goes, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. We never charged you $1,600. I go, then why is our account at a negative $1,600? And I'm like going back and forth in email with her. Finally gets her on the phone. And she goes, oh, we have to make your accounts negative every month or else the system will automatically send you the balance of whatever's in there. What? How is that legal? That is like the worst fucking accounting system I've ever heard That's of. That's a bullshit accounting system. I'm not a very good accountant, but I don't put phantom charges onto my client's account so that it doesn't automatically pay them money. That's like the fucking it's bullshittery i've ever heard yeah that's big time bullshittery yeah horror show total total horror show so then on the phone with her once again and now she's trying to plead with me saying that they can't pay back the the renters until they get this 141 dollars did they not have any money in a bank i'm something? like what the fuck and then I, I like really insulted them because I was having trouble with the PDFs downloading. They just weren't going fast enough. So I said, I did say that all my statements disappeared. I was wrong on that one. But at that point, I'm not going to, that goddamn thing is wrong. Yeah, nothing's wrong at that point. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah, totally. And uh, then, so I'm like, what the fuck? Why aren't you paying them back their deposit? Why aren't you paying them back? And because I go, I gave you the money August 28th. You should have sent it already. And I'm just all like, you're asking me to pay you double for June. She's like, no, I'm not. I go, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> you took your money for June from the money that you sent us. Simple then, math. Simple math. Then... You took your money from our $300 in July. We actually had a balance of 158 bucks at this point when they're yelling at me for the 141. So we had a balance and they want you to send. They, they're, they're like, no, they're like, no, we need the 141 so we can reimburse these other people. Why didn't you reimburse it with other funds that you I had? Go, you, I go, you're asking me to pay double for June. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Because we paid them in June from the distribution. We paid them in July from our balance. We still had a credit balance with them. Uh, am I wrong? No. But I did say the 
biggest insult I have ever said to anybody in a business while I was on the phone with her. And what was it? It was, far be it from me to tell you how to run your business, but if you reconciled your accounts on a regular basis, you would have seen this problem in June. Boom! God. Yeah, I hate this fucking condo. I just want it fucking gone. I don't fucking care. I just want it gone. Yeah. So anyways, I, I ended up saying, you know what? I'll send you the $141 just so I never have to talk to you again. I literally said that. It's worth $141 for you to go away. But the problem now is... Oh, but our final thing... The final parting shot was, she's like, okay, fine. And something else bitchy, I don't remember what. And I said, well, at least we'll never have to do business with each other again. And she says, I agree. Good day. <laughs> Hung up on me. <laughs> yeah, but now there's a balance of $141 they owe us. Yes, there's a credit balance on our account. <laughs> And you know what? These poor fucking renters, they find we got a September statement for the end of September. End of September had our our credit. Yes, and it shows that they finally reimbursed the renters not only the mistaken payment from June, but also their security deposit. They sent them back thirty you know, over thirty one hundred dollars. These Renters, they're trying to guilt me into saying, they really need the money. Then why didn't you send then it? Then why didn't you send it on goddamn the 19th when you had everything you needed from me? And why were you holding their security deposit? That should have been reimbursed the day. the Right after they moved out and did the cleaning and all that. Yeah, after they did their walkthrough, it should have been sent back the month after that. You know, within a month. It's just, oh. Yeah. Anyways. Awful. Awful company. And I didn't even bring up in there that it's like, you know what, because of your incompetence, I had to actually pay the extra six fifty to get the new refrigerator. Yeah. If you're claiming you were doing such a great job of watching this property. <laughs> she was. Why? Why was the power shut off and you didn't know? Virtual tour. Yeah, she was doing virtual tours. She wasn't even going over to the property. <sighs> but it will soon be over. Not soon enough. And we shall have the monies. Not soon enough. <laughs> okay. Do we want to take a quick break before we start talking about awesome things like horror movies? Probably a good idea. Okay. Everybody go cleanse your palate. Pop some popcorn. And, I don't know, do whatever you need to do to get in that horror mindset. Because we're going to give you a list of movies to watch. Yay. Home. <laughs> it's a positive zen after that, or in my case, a positive chainsawing, gutting, machete wielding maniacs. Oh, you're so sweet. I love it when you talk so romantically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, I'm wet for you. Oh, is that blood? No, yeah, it's That's blood. Because you'd like stab me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyways, uh, obviously we like horror movies a lot. I like, yes, we do. So very much so. We're going to share some of our particular favorites and thrown out some categories. So a few things we're going to talk about is like number one, what was your most influential horror movie in your life? Like kind of changed your life. Uh, we're going to talk about some horror comedies. The worst horror movie. Recently, that we've recently recently saw. seen. We've seen a lot of bad horror movies. The scariest. Yeah. Uh, and these underrated or unknown gems that we think you definitely should check out. Check out. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to Cecil Baldwin and Joseph Fink from Welcome to Night Vale on Night Vale Presents because the inspiration for this is because I've been listening to their. Random Number Generator Horror Podcast Number Nine, where they talk, they watch a horror movie and then they talk about it. And I've been obsessed with this podcast now. So I've been like going through the list. It's like the ones I know by heart. Uh, we've had to watch a whole bunch of weird stuff because I had stuff. Yes, some of it was very bad. But. Uh, Others were quite interesting. Like, I had never seen The Toxic Avenger before. Which is interesting. It's a very interesting 80s. It's a classic 80s I get gore it. fest. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it's the worst movie that we've ever seen this decade. No, it's not. No. What was the one we watched that was horrible? Oh, the, okay. We want to dive into the worst before we get into the good uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, you go bad and then you get a clean new palette with a good. Go okay. bad first. Okay, so this was one that they were watching that I would have never watched ahead of it. The description of the movie sounded good. It sounded good. So it's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. And let's put Ryan to sleep. <laughs> multiple times it was like from 1972 72 or 73 yeah early 70s early 70s yeah and it the description of it was this woman just got released from a horror a horror asylum i'm sleeping again even with the description she got released from a mental asylum so they decided to go to a house in the country and weird shit happens to scare her or a psychological type thriller it wasn't it was just so bad yeah i gave it 18 nods i think i fell asleep 18 different times woke up what's going on nothing right yeah but as child's children of the 80s you know we grew up with things that were way way more intense like for example robocop (laughs) <laughs> Even this, this, the, I will admit, RoboCop, when I saw it in the theaters, and they take the shotgun blast and, and blast oh, off his hand, hand. You know exactly yeah. what I mean. You know? I was like, whoa! Yeah. yeah the, I think one of the reviewers were upset because there was drugs in them. Drugs were, were, I don't remember what they said. They were popular and very, they pushed the drugs a lot in that movie. It was still one of the most violent movies I had ever seen. Yeah, with point. Ed 209 blowing the crap out of that guy. There was a lot of violence in that yeah, movie. Yeah, there was but, a lot of violence in that, that movie. But that is not a horror movie. That's not a horror movie. And let's Sad, scare... The remake was, but that's another story for another day. Yeah, and let's scare Jessica to death it had none of this in it. It and wasn't it... scary, and she didn't die. She killed somebody else, though. And Superior, you tried... I tried watching again. Suspiria. Whatever. It fucking sucked. I fell asleep. I 
get it. Uh, I understand. So that's, it's not the remake that we watched. It was the original one from the 70s. It and was, it was an Italian made horror movie. Right. And I didn't realize that at the time I was watching it. I heard about it in the review and the podcast later. So I was like, oh, okay, I can see it. Also, I didn't know it was about witches. If I'd known it was about witches, I would have been like in witch mindset. Did you just spoil it? No, not really. It's pretty obvious. Uh, It It, wasn't obvious for me. uh, Well, there you go. There's the part. Because I kept falling asleep. Yeah, you'll never know. (laughs) And I'll never know. Yeah. So anyways, we're definitely more used to pacing from more recent horror movies. Yeah, just in general. But I will say this. One that you got me to watch, which I resisted for forever and ever and ever, because I don't like black and white movies. My visual acuity is not very good. I have a hard time picking up imagery, and that's why black and white movies are hard for me to watch. But we watched the original Frankenstein. Great movie. And... Once I got over, like, oh, they keep running in the mountains back and forth on the same mountain path because it's just <laughs> the same scene because that's how they did it. It was just like filming a play. Yeah, it's exactly. That's how old movies were back then. But I was like, holy fuck, the acting from the monster was amazing. I was so blown away. So you know why the makeup was so good back then, too? The, the the makeup of the monsters, the wolf man and all those guys. Didn't the actors do their own? They did their own and they did it for stage makeup. That so yeah. they had to do their own makeup and they, they took pride in what they did and that's why everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. because that's you know, they did makeup for the stage and they shot it on film. Yeah. But yeah, great movie, Frankenstein. All those old movies, ninety percent of them are really, really good. The old black and white vintage universal horror monster ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to play Saturday afternoons when I was a kid. On like, back when there was just broadcast TV. You didn't have cable or streaming or anything like that. The turn of the TV dial. Yeah. 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 So sometimes my sister and I would watch horror movies in the basement. These old black and white ones. But then there was the one about the crawling hand. And I was out. I didn't watch movies for a long horror movies for a long time after that. You know what I mean? The cutoff hand. Yeah, it's just like it's called the hand. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what movie changed? What horror movie changed your life? Okay. So, I'm. There's definitely some series that are are very up there. Okay. But I'm gonna talk about probably the number one that hit me when i was in teenage years and it's aliens the second one yeah okay the second one and are you surprised by that i am surprised because i don't consider aliens a horror movie there's a lot of people who don't but i do there's like purists that go it can't be a horror movie because it's an action movie it's like fuck you why does everything have to sit in a box it doesn't it the best movies are ones that blend influences and and break barriers to become something new that you didn't think of before. Exactly. And I'm okay with aliens. Yeah. I couldn't watch the first alien when it came out. It scared me. Just the concept scared me too much as a kid. We had cable and 
at my house by that point and we were kind of on the richer's side so we had like all the cable premium channels when they first came out so alien would show on that and i would be like the letters would appear and then the scary music and then just like the ship in space and i'm like i can't do this i can't do this it sounds too scary and i'd run away <laughs> <laughs> in that case amityville horror the the original was was one that i that scared me as a child yeah and then yeah. we went to california with my dad and we went through a wax museum display and at the end of the wax museum was all an alien set from the nostromo and uh the only way to get out of the exhibit was you had to walk through the Nostromo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> First you say it, then you do it. Yeah, I was probably like 11 at the time. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't ready for that. But when Aliens came out, I was very much all bored, all on that, you know. And we recorded it on VHS from cable. So I had it and I watched it over and over and over again. And then, uh, I mean, it hooked me for the, like, the full series. The third one was dumb. I know Alien Resurrection is a shit show, but I like it, and I will watch it anyways. Yeah, they gotta be better than Alien vs. Predator. I like Alien vs. Predator, too. But here's the thing you probably don't know, is I have tons of books within the Aliens universe. Yeah, those are my books. No, there's some that I bought. I have even more on my Kindle. I've even read the graphic novels, and I don't read graphic novels. Oh, yeah, I've got those downstairs. Yeah, see? So, and you thought I was going to say Hellraiser, I bet. No. Mm -hmm. Hellraiser was very, it's a good movie, but the first one is a little dry at the beginning. Well, when I say influential like this, and it's a big franchise... I kind of consider all of them in there. Yeah, okay. Well, I, when, to me, Dawn of the Dead is, is the one that influenced me, made me love zombies. As I say, how so? What, what caught you about it? Uh, the fact that humanity at the end, you don't know if humanity lives or dies. Okay. Pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple. You've got to fight your way through hordes of zombies. And zombies aren't necessarily the worst creature in that film. Mm-hmm. The original, not the remake. Right. Right. So I thought you were going to say Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, I really didn't like until later. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Friday the 13th, the mom parking the car and, and it's night It's night and turns off the lights and the, the Friday the 13th commercials on the radio. Yeah, that scared me. So I really didn't watch Friday the 13th until later. Kind of like me and Alien. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just something, oh, there's something off about that shit. You're pulling into the parking spot under your plastic reindeer and your lights are shining on the fence. The last thing you hear is that little uh, Friday the 13th music coming up. The car shuts off and you sit there going, I'm not opening the door. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So what kind of ones? All right. We talked about the worst. Worst done. Talked about, talked about your most influential. Yeah. What? How about the scariest? In the Mouth of Madness gave me nightmares for weeks. Okay, I think we have to break this into scariest as kids and scariest as adults. Adult was In the Mouth of Madness. I slept with the light on for weeks. Yeah, so if why don't you tell what 
people what that movie is about if they don't know. It's a but it's, it's a movie by John Carpenter, and it's about the end of the world. <laughs> it's a writer whose books come true. So it's like a Stephen King type writer, it's Sutter Kane, and his books come to life. Isn't that a Lovecraft story? It is a Lovecraftian story, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, him and Prince of Darkness was another one that freaked me out. I've heard Prince of Darkness is pretty cheesy. It's cheesy, but when at the time I saw it, we were walking to and from the theater. Okay. So the shit that your mind thinks up as a child, oh, and, and a young teenager as you're walking home from a, you know you see a you see a movie at ten o'clock at night, you start walking home at midnight. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, your mind does tricky things. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, what is your one that scared you as an adult? Okay, as an adult, interestingly enough, also starring Sam Neill. That's oh. A, that's the guy's name, right? Sam Neill, yeah. Is uh, Event Horizon. That's a terrifying movie. That one still creeps me out in some spots. Yes. So, Event Horizon is about... Uh, again, it's a sci-fi horror. Yeah, you're you're. I'm a pretty sci-fi kind of gal. You're a sci-fi horror kind of gal. Well, I'm more traditional. Yeah. So this guy invents this special ship that can travel, you know, like beyond light years. It uses Event Horizon refers to uh, black holes. Right. So it basically creates a black hole and travels through it to wormholes. And then a sub ship suddenly appears outside of Neptune. I think so, Neptune or Venus. Yeah, and they have to go and get it and bring it back, but it's all corrupted with a bunch of evil shit. Yeah, it's a very creepy, creepy fucking movie. Yes, and I will watch it every time it comes on. It's one of those we watch a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it still creeps me out. But as a kid, without a doubt, it is poltergeist oh god poltergeist is terrifying as a child i know and here's the thing when poltergeist came out it was one of the first pg-13 movies it was right on that do you know the actually the the movie they invented the pg-13 rating for wasn't it temple of doom it was it's indiana jones and the temple of doom um but that within months poltergeist comes out at the same time and i go well, I'm 13 years old. I'm going to go to a matinee movie by myself. How bad can it be? It's only PG-13. Freaking fucking Fucking terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I didn't... I, I had to sleep with my closet door open. But I didn't have a walk-in closet. It was one of those ones where the door slides back so and forth. it's never fully It's never open. fully open. So you jesus can't trust that sleeping with the lights on just everything and you know we're gen x's we're latchkey kids so we were alone all the time (laughs) shit that went on after poltergeist i I read articles after articles that lots of weird shit happened on the set after the movies go look them up yourself like it's too much to get into really all of the movies people died in mysterious ways on poltergeist uh uh-huh oh wow they used real corpses in some of the movies i knew that it was cheaper to buy real than than special effects corpses that they still do that today today they just don't use as many they don't use them there's so (laughs) many weird things that happen to that series it's just incredible wow 
Now I have to go check that out. Yeah. Homework for Donna. Homework for Donna. Okay. So, how about some comedies? Because we are a comedy podcast. Okay. This this is out of the blue. A movie, a horror movie my dad loved uh-huh. was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yes! Yes! <laughs> a small businessman always takes it in the shorts! <laughs> my dad loved that. Dad and I watched a ton of horror movies. I found out years later he hated them, but that one he loved. Yeah. Are you good? Are, Are you, you good? <laughs> <laughs> so that's one I would recommend if you've never seen it. Yes, and yeah, if nothing else, some of the quotes are are epic if you know the context. Yes, <laughs> you know it's like Leatherface gets a girlfriend. It's so sweet. Yes, <laughs> kind, and he kind of fucks her with his chainsaw. Uh, no, he doesn't really fuck her. He well, he does. Yes, go see the movie. Yes. <laughs> well he doesn't turn it on he doesn't like kill her with it no he just but she gyrates yeah (laughs) she does the ultimate fake orgasm (laughs) yeah dad loved that movie and i don't know why so another one another great comedy horror movie that i like that i've recently seen is uh dead and breakfast Dead and Breakfast is a weird movie. It, well, it's weird. So, it's... so what's it about, since people haven't probably haven't heard this? And, of course, Partell, who is starring in this movie? Uh, is it? I forget who's starring in it. David Carradine. He's, he's... When he is high as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's, it's a unique... Yeah, it's it's great soundtrack. Got a good mix of music and zombies. And... He was so high during that. It's like a weird, weird performance. He's like, so, Dead and Breakfast is they have you know David Carradine's running a bed and breakfast in this small town, and he has like a special box because he's like still doing spiritual leader stuff. Yes, Grasshopper. Yes, but at he's, this time. Yeah, but he's also. Like so high, the the line delivery is like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pause for two or three seconds. Yeah, I think shortly after this, he does die. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he dies. Oh, so another good one is. But, but, but the, let's finish out this plot. Okay. So they, he's got a special box. I can't remember if the guru guy who runs the bed and breakfast dies or whatever, but yeah, he dies during, <clears throat> you know, having sex or masturbating. He dies, and then not in the real world. No, in the movie, he dies the same way in the movie as he does in the real life. I think so. Jesus, he that's has a weird. heart attack or dies or something, and they have to take him away. And and the, his partner at the uh, the guests the guests find break. this magic box. Yeah. Where if you put something in the magic box, it becomes like possessed or comes back from the dead or something like that. Right. So one of their friends is like kicked out of the house. God, we want we got to watch this again because it's actually very good. It's very entertaining. Like there's so much blood on the floor at one point. They do the cartoon thing where the guys go, yeah, the, the feet are slipping back and forth and the blood, and it does the cartoon sound yeah. and everything. It even has some musical numbers where the zombies are singing. It does have lots of musical numbers. Yeah. 
So it's technically a musical. It is a musical. Coming to kill you. Coming to kill you. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's worth watching. We we like it so much. I bought a copy. <laughs> <laughs> coming to kill you. Coming to kill you. But speaking of the other epic one we always watch during Halloween that we had to buy. We had to buy because we watched it so much. It's Stan Helsing. It's cheesy. It's goofy. But it's really entertaining for what it is. People try to borrow it from us all the time. All the time. Yeah, so what is it about, Ryan? It's about Stan Helsing. Uh, a, a, what is it? A He's a slacker. He's a slacker. He works in a video store. And these ghosts and demons and stuff come to, to rent movies. And he has to drop them off. And it's... Well, he has, he's a descendant of Van Helsing. Yeah, and so what the the actual plot is, is, he has to run some movies out to this whatever you know gated community, and they're trying to go. Him and his friends are trying to go to a Halloween party afterwards, but they keep running across movie monsters. But so you've got parodies of Chucky and Pinhead. <laughs> And Leatherface and Michael Myers. Le- Michael Myers. Leslie Nielsen is in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so since he's a descendant from Stan Helsing, he's the only one who can kill all the monsters. Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's something if you got nothing else to do this Halloween season, put who, it in a watch. Who's the guy from Good Burger? Keenan Keenan uh, Thompson? Is it Keenan Thompson? Yeah, it's why it's I don't know. I don't know. The chunkier black guy. The chunkier black guy. Yeah, he's in it too. He's in it. And a couple of hot chicks who, you know. Yeah. Because there's there's always hot Hot chicks chicks. in horror movies. Yeah. But they don't die, so it's okay. Nope, they don't die. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So. That's a good one. Black Sheep is another interesting one. (laughs) Black Sheep. (laughs) And not the one with Chris Farley. It's a Black Sheep. It's a New Zealand horror film. Yeah. (laughs) It's worth a watch. Yeah. Zombie sheep zombie sheep what more need be said and then dale and tucker versus evil this is an epic movie that's an awesome epic movie so i would put it on par with cabin in the woods but hardcore comedy turn to it agreed Cabin in the Wood had some funny. Cabin in the Woods had some funny parts to it. Right, but it's also got some more serious parts. It's like, why do sp- stupid things happen in horror movies? Like, why do you always drop the weapon? Why do and IQs they, drop in a horror movie? Yeah, so it's like, oh, because they've been drugged, or they keep dropping the weapons and leaving them because they have a little shock in them, so they drop them. Well, then there's another one that's really good, uh, the Ballad of Leslie Vernon. Yes, no, behind the mask. Behind the mask. Yeah. Leslie, where if you're going to watch a story about setting up the the the, the serial killers setting up what how that what they do and how they do it, recommend highly recommend Leslie Vernon. Yeah. So behind the mask is a uh, college film crew is going. They get a hold of Leslie Vernon, and they're going to follow him around, do the documentary style stuff to see how he sets up for his kill, which is going to be the next day. His epic kills. Yeah. And it's so funny. He has his mentor and they like talk about how to do the horror walks and you get in front of people when you're only walking. Yeah. And like they go to visit the mentor. I thought this was so, so funny because they like his wife is like, oh, I guess I better go and bury him. He's been buried for three days. 
So they, that's what they do. First, got to go out to the woods and unbury the mentor. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to play dead. So when you play dead, yeah, you, you just practice. lay there and practice. Yeah, you got to practice on your fake death and, and all the rest. Yeah. forget that. And there's so many more good horror movies out there. Comedies, mm-hmm. scary, graphic, bloody. Yeah. So any last kind of underrated or unknown movies that you think people should definitely add to their their viewing list this season what do you think how about april fool's day classic classic 80s yeah yeah so all of april fool's day is i just love things that are a glorious mindfuck yeah that's you your sci-fi mindfuck horror movies Mm mm-hmm April Fool's Day is a good one. How would you describe that and not give away anything? It looks like what's going to be your regular 80s slasher. But is it? But isn't. Gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. Can't tell you Can't anything tell you. else. Can't tell you. Yep. Now, I, I do... <laughs> we were looking at some lists of worst horror movies of all time. And uh, Jason... Or Friday the 13th, 8... No, it's Jason 8 in Manhattan. Was, yeah. My my favorite one out of the Jason Friday the 13th series is, of course, Jason X, Jason in space. Yeah. Because it's Friday, space. It's space, of course. <laughs> but it does have some good lines in it. Like, he just wants his machete he back. He just wants his machete back. And... <laughs> top, top rated kill. No. Fan favorite rated kill. Is that the one where they have like the holodeck campers? No, no. And, no, but I do like the two holodeck campers where they're trying to like delay in so they can escape in the escape pod. And so they have the two chicks with their tops off and we're like, do you want some spokes, some pot? We're going to have unprotected premarital sex. And so he has to stop and kill them. Yeah, because that's what And then he throws he them in a sleeping bag. And he's beating the sleeping bag back and forth between a tree and the in the bag. You hear, oh, oh, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's one of Donna's favorite. We watch that one a lot too. It's not on as much though. No, no, it's well, but at least you don't have Jason takes Manhattan. No, that one, freaking stupid, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, but it how it, just think of the music though. It's like. Start spreading the news. But wait a minute, it would be Jason. It'd be like, uh, 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 uh. no, 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 no. What? It's Jason. Huh? <laughs> That's how he. That's would how he would sing it. Yeah. <laughs> or and on that note, <laughs> I, think, I think we need to go back to putting up our Halloween decorations. I think we do, too. Yep. Do you want some candy corn? I love candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> we are indeed sick people. <laughs> Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales is a production of Coyote Visions Productions and is hosted by Donna Shannon. Ugh, nothing redundant about that. All the stories you've heard are true. Only the names, events, and facts have been changed for our own amusement. In the immortal words of Obi-Wan, 
So what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Find all of Donna Shannon's website and social media links at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Donna Shannon. Follow us and find out all about upcoming shows and live performances. Now go out there, enjoy life, and grab some tales of your own. <laughs>